This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We want to react to a clip that was from one of our shows on WEI, Jones and Megal, because yesterday they were talking about Bergeron and they were kind of turning on Bergeron and blaming him for, you know, not being healthy and dragging the team down. I mostly disagree with what they're saying. I'm going to play it and we can react to it. I'm not waiting around for Bergeron to let me know when he wants to be done now. Especially after last you year's stunt. You don't think stunt. that they owe him that? No. They've already, they've done that for him like three times already. Like they well, just did it last. Before. How many times yeah, are you going to do it? Year. How many times are you going to do it? Every single year forever? This is like the, this is like the Belichick no, thing now. I know. It's, it's just a matter of how you think that a player like that should be treated at the end of a their A player career. like what? He's won one cup in his career. And he wasn't the captain of the team. It's like, look, he's a good player, but like. I gotta tr- I gotta treat him like he just he gets to stay no, for as long as he wants the, forever. Who the franchise has tied their culture to heavily. The whole Selkie Trophy thing, blah right. blah 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 blah. Like I understand that that doesn't mean anything to you. It doesn't, but it means something to them. Right, and so they should. I their culture is losing in the second Correct. round. I it mean, should, that's what that, the culture. This is what I'm saying. Well, it's it should, it should mean the first round now. So. <laughs> now it's the first it should, round. Yeah. It should mean less to them. Like what? What is that culture? What? Where does it get you at the end of the day? We mock heat culture all we want. We should be mocking Bruins culture. Because at, le- at least heat culture, you mix in a finals appearance every once in then. They might win the thing this year. Bruins culture? Ugh. Like, let's not mock heat culture anymore if we're going to champion up Patrice Bergeron. How do you think Marshan feels if they decide to cut he's, Bergeron? He's probably, he's probably not thrilled. And you know what? Then, then. Then you cut Marshan yes, too? Then yes. Then that's maybe your avenue for making your bold Kachuk decision. You know, like your Kachuk-level decision. Okay, Marshan, you're not happy that Bergeron's gone? Okay, now you're going to be all hot and bothered and upset? Good, you can go. You can go. And I like Brad Marshan, and I like his contract, but he's also valuable, and if you can cash that chip in high, that's probably not the worst idea in the world. You'd still have a good core. If you're talking about keeping Bertuzzi and keeping Orloff, you have McAvoy, you have Pasternak. You know, Zaka finished much better than I thought last year. They got much more out of him. I feel confident in him as a top-six guy. There's more there than I would have given it credit for. All right. So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I guess maybe starting with the Bergeron stuff, um, you know, him saying that why, why do the Bruins owe Bergeron to let him come back if he wants to come back? Throw that to you guys first. Uh, to me, cap situation plays a lot into it, and they didn't mention that at all. Uh, you're not, they don't just have another number one center that they're just going to find out of thin air. Uh, so anyway. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I was gonna say, like, for starters, Bergeron is at worst still a top 10 to 12 center in the NHL. And if you can find another one of those who will play for you for two and a half million dollars, then great, go get them. Uh, good luck with that. So, that's number one. Why, you know, if Bergeron wants to come back on cheap money again, you say, 
yes, please, thank you, because you're not finding any other center who's that good who's going to play for that cheap when you're right up against the cap, for one. So the stuff about, you know, does he, like, deserve to go on his terms or whatever, I guess I would say, like, if he were really in decline and, like, noticeably hurting the team, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you might have to make some tough decisions, but he's not. He still had a really good season. Playoffs aside, injury, late season injury aside and all that stuff. Like he was still playing at a really high level most of the year. So he also played a majority of the games up until they started to kind of rest some of the older guys. Like he had for a long portion of the season played every game. Yeah. He had played every game until they basically forced him to sit. So, yeah. And by the way, could have had they not basically forced rest on him. It could have been the first season of in his career that he played all 82, which I'm sure would have meant something to him, but he also understood why they wanted to rest him and went along with the plan. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, like because of how they went out this year, everything's fair game. Like everything's open season in terms of ripping the players and the team's leadership. And that includes Bergeron. So like, I'm not surprised that, you know, that some people aren't including Jones, aren't willing to give him a free pass and aren't letting him off the hook. Like to an extent, I think that's warranted and fair. Um, But if you're telling me, like, if you're asking me, are you better next year with Bergeron back for $2 million again, or plan X to try to fill that spot, you're better with Bergeron because you're either, you're not finding another center as good that you can afford or you're trading off so many other pieces to get another good center that you can afford that it kind of all washes out in the end and you haven't actually gotten any better. So that that's my, like if Bergeron wants to come back, you're, you're taking him back because he's better than your alternatives because you're too cap strapped to really do anything else that's meaningful in terms of replacing him. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Scott, if, if Bergeron wants to come back and I am, and, and look, I know I was just talking a few minutes ago about how I'm starting to get a little disappointed with some, you know, lackluster performances at home in front of Boston fans over the years, but that's, that can be true while I'm still saying, like, yeah, if he wants to come back, you bring him back. What I would say to Jones is, like, well, what like, what, what do you want them to do next year? Because if Jones wants them to, to like, to, to tank, that's, like, that's fine. Um, but they don't have, they don't have, as we currently speak, a first or second round pick this year or next. So tank. And I don't think that was his point. I think he's saying that Bergeron hurts the team, like in a team, like a contending team. Well, then, okay. Well, then in that situation, I would just defer to what Scott was just saying. Like, how, like, how does that make you better? And and you don't have the money, a. There's there's just it just. It just I think make sense. so. Listening, listening to more of the show and not just that one clip. Like, I think Jones's idea is he wants to turn over the core and like change the culture, which is kind of what he references with like the, the idea of like the Matthew Kachuk trade, which, you know, I've, we talked about that last podcast too, about that could have potentially been on the table last summer. Um, 
But I think Jones wants something like that. Like he wants to kind of turn the page on this core, turn to the next core, and like make some sort of move that shakes shakes up the room, changes the culture. Like I think I think that's what he wants more than like a full teardown. Okay. And so and so that's and so that's fair. It's just that for Bergeron in particular, as it pertains to Bergeron, it's he's either retiring or he's coming back. Like there, like there's no you're not trading him to another team. So so in that so in Jones's situation, what he wants is for the Bruins hypothetically would be either Bergeron retires or Bergeron says, I want to come back, and the Bruins say no. Okay, fine, let's play that out for a second. In one of those situations, if Bergeron didn't come back, in that situation if Bergeron doesn't come back then yeah I'm 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 honestly like I don't think the Bruins are even close to winning a Stanley Cup first of all even if Bergeron comes back next year it's going to be tough for them to build the roster they want to build to compete for a cup just because of the cap constraints that they have but if he doesn't come back this Bruins team they're not they're not winning a cup next year you don't have a number one center and I promise you that they don't have the, the resources to go out and get a proper one and still have a great team around them. So in that situation, I personally would not like you need to, you, if you're not winning and Bergeron's gone, I would sell high on Brad Marchand if Bergeron goes, because why? Because you need to, you need to start recollecting draft collateral and, 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 and prospects and anything that you can for the future of this team. But the Boston Bruins ownership, they won't do it. I, they won't do that. I would be stunned, absolutely stunned, if they made, if they took steps, if they willingly took steps backward, backwards to go steps forward in the future. Because the it's just not the way the Jacobs family operates. They want to be competitive. They want their playoff gates. But like, if you're asking me if I were building a team or trying to trying to re rebuild a team going forward, like I know you have a couple of key pieces in place, but I don't know. It's a very tricky situation, but I would be very open to trying to sell high on Brad Marchand and a couple of other older veteran players. If you, if you find, if you find out that your number one center is no longer coming back and your team's strapped for cash anyway, I just don't think the 2023, 24 Bruins are destined for a long Stanley cup run. And I know the Bru and another reason that reason that the Bruins ownership won't want to accept a rebuild year next year is because it's the team's centennial. And they're gonna want to have to. They don't want to have to market this team as somebody who's trying to rebuild. They're gonna try to want to put a, a team out there next year for a lot of this different reasons. So, um, I understand Jones's frustration with the with wanting to shake things up. I, I I'm open to change because you know what? Whether we like it or not, even if like like change is happening soon because Bergeron and Martian only have so many years left. So, like we better get used to the idea of that change happening. Um, but I think he's being a little bit disingenuous when it comes to Bergeron and what he means to the Bruins and as and how he is as a player. But yeah, and, I, uh, I don't know. and Megan going in the Selkies and blah blah blah. <laughs> like, like, yes, he got those awards. It's whatever. He probably doesn't give a shit that he got an award, but it's, it represents how good of a player he is and how good of a two hundred foot player he is. And by the way, he's gonna win another one this year. <laughs> those aren't in the past. Like he's still playing like that. Like certain times during that, I wanted to hit my face against the wall. Um, what would you? What would you two? What would you, Bridget? We'll start with you because, but because I just really interrupted you but what what would you do <laughs> yes. and, and then and then scott like, like would you would you be open to um to trading martian if if bergeron didn't come back would you sell high on a player like that me first 
Um, so I was actually just about to make this point that Bergeron, without Bergeron, who's your next leader? Obviously, you know, maybe they've been grooming Charlie McAvoy a little bit, but when Bergeron was out of the playoffs, it was Marshawn. Marshawn was the guy, and and I was watching one of the last Behind the Bees recently as well, and he's the guy in the room that everybody was respecting and listening to. And if you want to keep the same culture, which I do think that they like the culture that they have, I don't necessarily think that they need to blow up the, the cultural aspect of it because um, it's a hardworking culture. It's, you know, very accountable culture of players. Marshawn has taken over and matured into one of those roles. So I, I also don't see this, them trading Marshawn as like a first option either. I think they have other options to move. And that will make the team good enough that this is another playoff team at the very least, obviously not in as good a position as they were in this year. But if we're talking about being able to move Omar or Hall and being able to sign Bertuzzi, then if you keep Marshawn around, he could be one of your leaders. He could be your captain. Um, and you're not in as tough a position as it looked like you're going to be. And you're getting draft capital back from an Allmark trade. Um, not as much as if you had trade both trade both of those guys, but I think that's a better option for the Bruins than trading Marshawn. Yeah, I think there's I think there's value in having Marshand as the next captain to kind of bridge things to the next era. And so I wouldn't I wouldn't want to trade him this offseason. I could be open to it if they're really struggling. Like they're not even hanging around playoff contention looking at it, you know, either this trade deadline or next off season, because he does it. He has a very tradable contract. I mean, 6.12 million. Like this isn't a, this isn't like a Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane situation where it's like, well, yeah, they could have traded him two years ago, but no one wanted to take on, you know, three years, 10 and a half million a year. Like, Martian has a very tradable contract and there would be a lot of buyers. So I do think you could definitely get something for him, but for the Bruins, like I, I think kind of to Bridget's point, like there's, there's real value in having him as the next captain, as the next leader to sort of bring along this next group, because I'm also not sure that, you know, whether it's McAvoy or Pasternak, I think those guys are, growing into more leadership roles year by year, but I don't know if they're really ready to be captains yet. Um, so I would not trade Marshand. I would definitely look in, be looking at other pieces, which, you know, is why we've touched on multiple times, you know, your Taylor Hall or, or Lena Solmark. Um, but, you know, if things went south and the Bruins weren't closed and maybe Marshand wants, you know, go somewhere, have a chance to win a cup or something. I don't know. Like I could be open to it down the road, but in the short term, like I think, I think you would want him around for the transition away from the Bergeron era. I, I will say, I think it's not that I disagree with you about Pasternak or, Ma or McAvoy not being totally ready for a captaincy, but Pasternak made his NHL debut in November of 2014. It's June of 2023. Mm. And he's also a 61-goal scorer and is one of the more prominent goal scorers in the world at his profession. But we also uh, know there, there's that no like, reason. not, not hmm? everybody has the exact, like, 
personality of speaking up and like that's not really been his role in what we've seen mm, i i feel like he's more vocal in the room than, than we may know because i i in in certain clips in the locker room i always see him kind of stepping up and talking but it and but to your point though i mean maybe he's not naturally that guy do they want him to be that guy and and if they do i feel like he's 27 years old or 26 i mean he's been at least since he was 18 i mean he's he should be ready for that at this point right so i mean i don't know maybe but maybe he's not the guy maybe maybe they want McAvoy to be that guy i don't know i'm just saying based on league tenure and and, and prominence and status in the league and he's an outgoing person i i do think he should be ready to take that at this point he's not 21 he's you know what i mean yeah, I I think it's it's fair. You're right. Like he's not a kid, but I I also think it's probably not something that really has come naturally to him. Like I said, I think it's been a slow growth. Same with McAvoy. I don't think he was really like a natural vocal leader from from day one. I think yeah, you know, I think there's other guys who maybe were more like I think Brandon Carlo had more natural leadership ability kind of at a, at a young age but then it's you know is your captain going to be a second pairing kind of stay at home defender like you do want it to be someone prominent higher up in the lineup so yes i think it, it is probably mcavoy or pasenak um but i still think i don't know i think do, do i think like they'd flop on their face if it got turned over to them right now no i don't i think they'd they've learned enough but I don't know. I just think there would still be value with Marsh. And like, I would like to see them, you know, I think one year of Marsh with the C McAvoy and Pasenak with the two A's like makes a lot of sense to me. But, you know, if, if you're someone like Jones, like who, who just wants kind of pull the whole bandaid off at once and, and get going on the next era, then, yeah, then absolutely you can explore trading Martian because, like I said, he would still have real value. It's he's still a really good player, and it's a very tradable contract. So, um, I guess I'm not totally opposed to it. Like if you get blown away, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be my first choice. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> there's there's just like sometimes I just want to scream. But uh, now to the last little portion of it was about Bertuzzi and Orloff um, and attempting to keep Bertuzzi and Orloff. Now, Orloff is not a guy that we really have talked much about the Bruins keeping because it kind of seems like he would be one of those free agents that um, just kind of doesn't, there's no cap space for. Um, So that was, I was kind of surprised when he, I wasn't surprised about him mentioning Bertuzzi. Um, but I was surprised about him mentioning Orlov as another player that that he wanted cap space for. Yeah, I mean, I would like to keep Orlov. I think a couple mistakes in the playoffs aside, like played very well and is exactly what you want on that left side to go along with Lindholm because there's it feels like they have to keep searching for that over and over and over again because they don't totally trust Grizzly in the top four in the playoffs four boards over his head playing that high in the lineup. So I would love to keep Orlov, but like, I'm just looking at evolving hockey. They project five years, $6.3 million a year. 
I just don't know where that money's coming from. Like you have to work, you have to do so much just to free up the money for Bertuzzi, who feels like more of a priority because he's younger that I don't know how you then free up even more to keep Orlov too. Like it's now, like now you're basically talking about, you have to find trade partners because remember you still have to fill out the rest of your, like you still have an entire bottom six to fill out. And even if that were all AHL guys, that's going to cost about $5 million to do. And if you have any hopes at all, you don't really want it to be all rookies. Like you want some experience there. But to me, like the only way you can pull this off is if like it's forget one of Holler, Allmark. Now you have to trade both. You have to trade at least one or two of those left shot defensemen, Grizzly, Forbert, Riley. And like you're maybe even looking at, at now, can you trade Charlie Coyle? I don't personally, I don't really think there's going to be much of a market for him at his current contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bruins need centers anyways. So I don't really think that's on the table, but like, you're talking about trading away like four guys minimum, maybe five, just to have enough money to keep Bertuzzi, Orlov, and then fill out the rest of the roster. And I just don't think that's realistic. Like, I don't think there's enough of a market for some of these guys. So it seems very unlikely to me, but, you know, if there were some miracle way to do it, sure. I, I like Dmitry Orlov, and I think he probably has at least a few good years left. You know, he's not... I think he's 32, right? He's not like 35. So, um, yeah, I would like to do that. I just don't really see how how the Bruins get there. I mean, I honestly can't think of a – I mean, besides Pasternak and his 61 goals, and and, and obviously we had an interesting hypothetical conversation last episode about, you know, would we ever trade him for for somebody like Kachuk back in the day. But in all all seriousness, like aside from Pasternak, like I – and maybe Pavel Zaka just because of the importance of the position uh, that he's being asked to play going forward. And he did have a great year, but like, I can't think of a forward on this Bruins roster. I'd rather have over Bertuzzi, not Taylor Hall. I mean, honestly, not even Brad Marchand given his age, like I, I would, like Tyler Bertuzzi. I, I would, I would take him for the next eight years or seven years. And I wouldn't Marchand for the next three. Like I just like he, I want him at, at, to whatever the Bruins have to do to keep, Bertuzzi, I want him on this team going forward more so than anybody. Like I don't care, at least up front. So if if you can find ways to like, there's there are no untouchables for me anymore after after this past year's performance. None. I mean, you can sit there and say McAvoy and, and Pashnak, sure, but like I, I really am just like, I don't care. Move who you have to move if you can keep this kid and have the cap space for him. So yeah, as as far as Orlov goes, like yeah, it's it's to your point, it's gonna be tough to do both. If one or the other, it, for me, it's Bertuzzi. Um, but I hope they find a way. 